following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, December 9th. It's game day, the start of week 14 of the NFL season. We've done a couple of Thursday podcasts. Right? We usually do them Wednesday, but here we do it on Thursday. Last week we did them on a Sunday. We were uh, nice and steady, but things got crazy in the middle of the year. And now we have flip-flopped back to where we were previous two years. Thursday night podcast right before the game. We got Viking Steelers coming up, a uh, a game of significance for both teams. So while it might not be the best football on the planet, uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger. You know it at least will be a game that means something to both teams. I think actually Minnesota fans probably hoping for a loss here, push Zimmer off the edge, get him the f out of there. What do you think, Chris? Do you think that the Viking fans today are pulling for Mike Zimmer or hoping for an all-out implosion so that they could get a new coach in there? I think they're more concerned about uh, Kirk Cousins than they are. Is he the, is he the real answer? I don't think I don't think Zimmer's the major problem there. Oh my God! You think that they're worried about Kirk Cousins being the real answer? Oh, they don't care about Kirk Cousins anymore. He's done. They know he's not the answer. They know he's yeah. not the answer. They're stuck with him, but they, I don't think they want to be stuck with Zimmer. I don't know how much they're stuck with him, though. Are they really stuck with him past this year? Well, I mean, they're stuck with him in the sense that if he does another middling season, are they going to let let go of him? Right? I mean, a game over 500, two games over 500, do they get rid of Zimmer? Mm, probably not, no. I, I would imagine, right? No, probably not. But I, I think, Viking I think fans, that despise the guy. Yeah, well, they... Rightfully so. Yeah, I guess he... Well, I mean, well, how long ago was it? It wasn't that long ago they were in the... in. They beat the Saints. When was that? Three years ago? They beat the Saints in the playoffs? And then have they been back since? No, what have they ever done with him? Right? I mean... He's... I, I mean, granted, he's been... He's been thrown a shitbox quarterback in Cousins. That doesn't help get the job done, but still, Cousins kind of reminds me of Derek Carr. He like he he gets you eight. Oh, wins very or much seven so. Wins. I'm with you. Seven wins. And that's Check it. that that's survey all. says they're both on there for middling, below average shitbox quarterbacks that you're stuck with. Yep. I don't know. I, I really don't know if Zimmer's the problem. I, I guess we'll have to. That's one of those things you're going to have to wait and see. Just. You know, who's going to be the next coach and what's going to happen with Justin Jefferson? What's going to happen with Adam Thielen? Is Cook, you know, still in his prime? Dude's always hurt. He's always hurt. Although they said he's coming back tonight. And now all the Dalvin Cook owners, myself included, have a crazy situation at hand. Because what do you do with this fucking guy? Do you play him and then watch him bow out in the second quarter and stuck with, you know, 30 yards and 
one reception for five yards and then you're stuck with it? Or do you go with somebody else on your bench that doesn't have near the potential that Cook does? It's the same same story for Alexander Madison owners. You know, what, what, what do you what do you do now? Is he actually going to play? Is he not going to play? Are they going to Are they going to pull the Sean McVay and uh, uh, who is the other coach that did it last week? Where he said the oh uh, Philadelphia Eagle coach uh, Sirianni, where they said Boston Scott and uh, Daryl Henderson were active and then neither played. I, I don't think if you are an Alex uh, Alexander Madison owner, you can start him. There's just, I, I, the question is Cook. You can't start Madison because with Cook in there, if Cook does get through the game, Madison won't see the field at all. So you're banking on an injury, right, which is a, a really screwy way to try to fill your – Roster spot. Yeah, I'm going to put him in there because I think Dalvin Cook's going to go down with an injury. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Right. So I think that if you're a Madison owner, you got to bench him. If you're a Cook owner, you could bench him or you could throw the dice and see what happens. I have I got a couple hours here uh, as we're recording here about 4:30 Eastern Standard Time on Thursday of game day uh, to decide. So I got a couple hours here to decide on what I want to do. Um. It's big for you, though, because you have Madison in your lineup in a consequential game against me, right? Um, no, we played last week. You knocked me out. No. But you yes. need him this week. Uh, I do, or else I have to drop him, which yeah, sucks. Rough. Rough situation for Madison owners. So that is the game tonight, which we'll get to. As for Zimmer, his record overall, 69-54. and 54. So he is uh, 560 batting average. Uh, and you want to go through the past couple of years. He's five and seven currently. Last year, seven and nine. He had the 10 and six season, eight, seven and one before that. The 13 and three season, which amounted to nothing. Eight and eight, 11 and five, seven and nine. I mean, this guy has like Tom Coughlin syndrome written all over him. Good, bad, good, bad, great, nothing. No good draft picks. You just keep sitting middle of the road. They are always middle of the road. or, or They're also in the uh, Green Bay division, which sucks. Of course, when you have Aaron Rodgers firmly planted in that division, yeah. I mean, it's tough. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time versus, I, you know, a, a carousel of changing quarterbacks for all the other teams. Which very, which very Lions, much could change... Bears. Next year, if Aaron Rodgers leaves that team, that opens up that whole division again. I, I, yeah, but out of mediocrity, right? I mean, who? I guess the Vikings could stick to form. That's the one way maybe Zimmer and Cousins and everybody stays, right? Because they know for a fact Rodgers leaves. That makes the Vikings the default. Favorite for the division next year? Oh, definitely. Right, definitely. so because because what else is they're not going to Jordan Love? No one's going to be afraid of Jordan Love. Oh God, he played in that KC game. He was terrible. It looked awful. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess they would be default by you know by default. They're they're they have the most talent. Well, what's how old's Cook now? Cook's got to be twenty eight. Uh, I don't know offhand, but Cook has been in the league at least. Pushing 27, 28. 
26, going to be 20. This is his 26th year. Next year will be 27th year. 27th year? That's a long time in the NFL. Give me a hell, yeah. I think he means 27 years. Oh, g- gotcha. Well, no, they, they call it on pro football focus. They call it this is, the, this is his 27th year. This is his 26th year. Oh, okay. Well, we know what we're talking about. So 26, 27, I, whatever. I always go by Le'Veon Bell, right? Le'Veon Bell was phenomenal up to 28 years old, and then it was all over. So Saquon Barkley now is pushing in that same realm, right? You're approaching his fifth year, and at the end of five years, I mean, what happens? It just, He's still a baby, though. I know, but it, after five years, it just dials down. Nobody dials up. You know, you got five years when you're when you're a rookie running back. You have five years from when you enter the league to really make an impact, and then after that, you're going to be not situational, but you're not going to carry the load like he did. Guess how old Todd Gurley is? Um, well, he came in the league, I think, on the younger side. I think he was like twenty or twenty-one, and then he played five years. He's probably under thirty. He's probably twenty-eight or twenty-nine. 20, just turned 27. He just turned 27? Wow. And done. Career. Finished. Over. Uh, Speaking about uh, being finished, let's take a look at the Minnesota upcoming schedule since we just talked about Zimmer. You have the game to, uh, where are we at here? Uh, We've got the game tonight versus Pittsburgh. Then you actually have a pretty easy schedule, but uh, I shouldn't say easy. You have Chicago, Rams, Packers, Chicago. So you got the two Chicago games bookending a tough game, uh, home versus the Rams, and then in Green Bay. So if they lose this game here, you would imagine that that would probably do them in, give them a, a loss versus the Rams, a loss versus the Green Bay. So that five and seven would become five and nine, and then the best you could do is two wins to uh, seven and nine. That would that would probably do in Zimmer. But anyway, I'm talking a lot about uh, the Minnesota Vikings randomly. But you know, oddly enough, talking about the coaches though, all of these coaches that kind of eye and escape to the college ranks are getting screwed now. Because have you followed all the college hirings? Mario Cristobal. Uh, well, Cristobal to Miami, yep. and uh, what's Brian Kelly to uh, LSU? Yep. Lane Kiffin re-signed with Ole Miss. Right, and then they push the defensive coordinator up to coach for uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. So all these the the NFL coaches are getting caught now because the colleges want to lock up their coaching. And so as they're now pushing to hire guys and make all the movements prior to the bowl games, what the hell is an NFL coach to do? I mean, look at Urban Meyer. Even if he wanted to go, all these spots that were open, all closed. Well, you know, now that the guy left Oregon, the question is who's going to take it. Is Chip Kelly going to go back to Oregon if that happens? He could go to UCLA, but UCLA is not that great of a program. I think it's only going to be maybe three to four years before you see some NFL coach of some of some like a coordinator, defense coordinator, offense coordinator, 
I, I don't know about a head coach, but somebody make the jump midseason. Because they're going to have to. If the if the college coaching hiring schedule or whatever cycle continues like this, where they continue to hire people before bowl games early in the season, well, I mean, not early in the season, late in the season, but early in the uh, off-season recruiting cycle, if you will, to shore up their teams, the NFL coaches that have interest in college are just going to have their hand forced. So, um, all right. So let's uh, take a look. Uh, you know, we'll get in the coaches uh, down the road at some point. Let's uh, hop over and see how we did last week. First down. First down. Okay, so we will start with our gambling. I actually hit one. Congratulations to me as I ended up hitting my parlay of the Pats money line plus the Chiefs covered their nine and a half. Uh, my teases were no good because I went with Minnesota. Fucking Minnesota. The team is so bad. It's probably subconsciously why I wanted to talk about Mike Zimmer right out of the gate. But anyway, um, and then I hit my two totals both under. How did you end up doing? Because I was trying to follow, and I think that you lost everything? No, I won I won you one won the teaser. teaser. And it covered all my other. I lost everything else. So, Baltimore blew that blew that lead, which screwed my my good bet. Yeah, the Ravens got you on the single bet. The Ravens got you on your one parlay. So you're back to where you were. Uh, yeah, three thousand thirty uh, something. 3,010 or something like that. Yeah, 3,100, whatever it was. So, yeah. um, so Chris hit his one teaser. I did hit my parlay, so that gave me a small something, nothing to write home about. But uh, otherwise, we will go to all of our other picks, and let's start off with the super picks. I was 3-2. and two. You were 2-3. You're still crushing me on the year, 55% to my 43%. The... 272. This is where the game where we pick all of them. I was seven and six. You were five and eight. You're still. We're actually now we're neck and neck. You were a couple of games above me. Now we are both 90 and 99. Believe that. So we're in week 14 here, and we're all tied up in picking all of the games. Uh, the monies. The money tickets were both eight and six. The sharps had a rough week. They were five and seven. Uh, right now, still, the Sharps are the only one out of everybody above 500. They are at 51%. So, the over-unders, I was 2-0. You were 1-1. Survivor knockout. Uh, I, I made it with the Colts. I picked the Steelers to get knocked out, and that game went right down the tubes because they uh, ended up, Ravens screwed it up at the end there with that two-point conversion. You had the Bucks and the 49ers. Good call on the 49ers. Congratulations. You called them to get knocked out, and sure enough, they did. That was a good call by Christopher. Favorites won this week 8-6. to six. Once again, all of the six dogs were winners. They won their games outright. Dogs have the season right now 100 games to 92. As for home dogs, they were 3-5. and five. Over-unders went to the unders by a score of 9-5. to five. Unders right now housing the overs on the year 109-83. to 83. 
As for teasers, everything was pretty, uh, what you'd expect. Favorites, overs, unders, all 9-5. and five. The big winner were the Dogs. They were 11-1. and one. And right now, the Dogs and Unders continue to be the teasing favorites. They're coming in at 70%. So, Chris, teams with a halftime lead. We were had we had a couple of 13-0s and O's the past couple of weeks. We were 12-2 and two this week. Two teams that lost when they had the halftime lead. The only two teams... See how good you can do here. Uh, 49ers. 49ers! Congratulations. That was one of them for sure. I will put you on the clock for the second one. Um, the Vikings. The Vikings! No, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, you crapped out. So the other team was the Ravens. I just mentioned. Oh, they had so the halftime lead, and then they almost pulled it off there with the two-point conversion at the end. But Andrews couldn't hold on to it, and now the Ravens are underdogs against the Browns. Go figure. Uh, it's crazy how that world works. So, anyway, uh, Chris continues to have the lead in the gambling. He uh, was shot out earlier in the season, and he has sat up there at about uh, 3000 and change all year. I've broken so even for like eight weeks in a row now. Yeah, uh, well, you did great in the beginning with your Moneyline parlays, and now it's been scratch. Scratch golfer. But that's not terrible. You're not losing money. I'm still fumbling around. I lost my initial $1,000 deposit, and so now I'm in my second 1000 and I'm down a couple hundred on that as well. Uh, I have been, I guess, kind of scratch. I don't know. Uh, I just I haven't recouped anything from the front end of the season, which is a rough. So we've got a uh, not a great uh, docket of games here today, but we do uh, we do have a couple of games. I mean, there's two, right? You want to just, I mean, the two great games. I, I don't know if you have any interest in talking about any of the other ones other than the two. I mean, it's it's a four o'clock game and then a Monday nighter. Uh, yeah, no, the, the well, there's a lot of games that matter, so. The Cowboys football team game really matters, which is, I mean, it's a silly game, but I, I think the Cowboys are going to crush them. But it, it matters in regards to their division. WFT coming off, what, four-game winning streak, five-game winning streak? Yeah, they're on a tear right now. I mean, I'll, I'll, right I'll talk about anything. I mean, if you want to talk about it, you know, obviously. No, Bill's games, Bucks is the best. Bill, Bill's Bucks. Uh, yeah, Bill's Bucks. And then Cardinals, Cardinals, Rams, Cardinals, Rams, right? You know, are the two the two games. So it just stinks talking about a Monday night game because it's so far down the road. Um, and now with all these injuries and COVID and everything, I, I don't even know what what's coming or going anymore. I, I mean, it, it's beyond ridiculous at this point. Um, but all right, let's, so let's start with uh, let's start with the four o'clock game there uh, down in Tampa Bay. Second down. Second down. <laughs> And so we will go to Raymond James Stadium where the Buccaneers will be facing off against the Bills. The Bills, did you watch the Monday night game? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was phenomenal. I actually did that color cast thing for the game. And I, I, I kept talking about it in the game, but I really it just didn't even register that they'd only thrown the ball three times. You know, I laughed about it at halftime, but I mean that was the Super Bowl all over again. The right, the the Giants Bills Super Bowl that Belichick was the defensive coordinator for. It was an incredibly ugly defensive, uh, out of sync 
like with, with what's going on in, in the NFL, right? It's like the exact opposite of what it's been forever, right? Pass the ball 50 times, run the ball five times. And it was the exact opposite. It was run the ball 50 times, pass the ball five times. Well, the part I thought was funny was that they'd made no, like they didn't try to hide anything they were doing. I, I mean, they just kept running the ball right down the middle of the defense. I, whatever they saw in the game tape, they were like, we could definitely pound it down the defensive tackle's throats. And they did it, and the Bills couldn't stop it. Bills had no answer at all. I couldn't believe that. They're the number one ranked, I, again, DVOA is what we end up using here, but I, you can use any kind of statistic you'd like. Uh, Chris, please feel free. I'm, I'm always shoving DVOA down your throat, but if there's anything you ever want to talk about otherwise statistically, please feel free. But, I mean, you're talking about the number one DVOA defense, and they got throttled. throttled. Why not? Why not stick eight or nine in the box and just let Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar beat you? Like I, I was so confused in the in the wind, like I, with a rookie quarterback. I didn't understand why the defense was doing what they were doing. I mean, Belichick wasn't even trying to make it look like they were going to pass the ball. I mean, there was no there was no play action anything. It was just we're just I'm handing the ball off. That's it. That's it. And you got a big kick there out of uh, Nick Folk, which was pretty impressive in that wind. Did you watch the pregames with the balls going all over the place? Yeah. But, you know, Bass missed that 30-yard field goal, which was crazy. Yeah, it was and then, and, the, and then Folk hit it. I don't know. It was – I was either – I'm either – after the game, I, I thought to myself, I'm either really, really impressed with – New England's running game, or I'm really, really uh, uh, questioning what the Bills are doing on defense because it's not working. Well, the Bills are going to have to figure it out here in a couple of days because they are going to be traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be the home favorite here by three and a half points. The Sharps are going to come in on the Bills. The money and the tickets are both in on the Bucks at a tune of 64% each. And then the over-under for this game, surprising, is 53.5. And, and I'm just saying right away, that is one of my locks for the under. That is a lot of points. And I don't know, um, you know, what... what the lines makers were seeing, and obviously now they're going to score 70 points, but um, I thought 53 and a half was really high for these two teams, especially for a Bills team that is really confusing right now on the offensive side of the ball. I, I locked it the other way. No, get out of here. Well, put it in there. Chris on the over. I just thought I, they don't, Bills don't run anyway, so it's going to be a, the Bucks can't defend the pass. The Bills can't defend anything right now. You don't see this as like a seventy-point game? No, they just—I I mean, what what are the Bucks? I don't have the Bucks uh, schedule up here. I should have done this here, but uh, what are the Bucks scored recently? I, I don't think they've scored a ton of points. They've come very much down to earth, and they've been kind of running with the teams that they beat. Here we go. So I can't believe what's his name is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I actually, I, I shouldn't say that they've been scoring thirty each game. So here, they're here's their last five. They're three and two over this. They scored twenty seven. They scored nineteen. Then in the three, those were losses to the Saints and Washington. And then they had three in a row where they scored thirty, thirty eight, and thirty. So 
and they beat the Giants, the Colts, and the Falcons. They haven't scored less than 20 points since the Patriots win. Uh, Patriots there, they won 19-17, to and then 45, 28, 38, 27, 19. Well, no, the 19 oh, no, gamers. I'm, I'm saying in wins, they haven't scored less than uh, 20 points in a win. Oh, okay. All right. Since 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 the Patriots. Well, so they're they, good for thirty. And, and let's look at the Bills here. The Bills, uh, so far in their past five, they're doing this loss win. It's really crazy. All they do is win and then lose and win and lose and win and lose. From after four and one, the next two, four, six, seven games were all alternating losses and wins. You want to talk about lack of consistency? Holy shit. Hmm. This is going to be a really good game. They scored 6, 45, 15, 31, and then 10. Throw out the 6 game. That's That was such a garbage game, man. They had so many. All right, so we'll throw it out. So anyway, I locked it in as an under. You locked it in as an over. Um, so we're on opposite sides there. We're probably going to be on opposite sides of... of the choice here as well. Um, so I don't know. What'd you see in this game? You, so you have hope I, for the bills here to come back and bounce back off that pitiful Monday night performance. I actually did a real gambling addict move and I'm going to pick the bit. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay with the points and I'm going to try and hit an in-between on a teaser. So I'm going to try and get them to cover, but I'm going to try and get the Bills to cover the nine and a half. I got you. Yeah, I mean, nine and a half is a lot of points for still the number one ranked defense. Offense, Offensively speaking, Tampa Bay is still ranked at number one uh, DVOA. Buffalo is down at 14. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we've already stated Buffalo is number one like 12 times already. Where is Tampa Bay? Well, they fall at eight. So a very uh, stout... Offense and defense for both teams. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to lose the game. I. I mean, I. I mean, they could. I guess if, if you're going to bet a money line parlay, like, and you like the the Bills, this is this is a perfect game to throw in there because they they have the offense, they have the talent to do it. They there's no denying that Josh Allen is incredible. I mean, he's really really good. Well, um, let, let's let's break it down this way. Okay, so the Bills just go and they play New England at home. Granted, weather was a big factor, right? But they've, like we just identified, won and lost alternating their past seven games. The Buccaneers had the two-game, you know, mini-slide there uh, where they struggled a little bit. But other than that, it's been all wins. What, what are their... Uh, I just got to go back to the Buccaneers here. And so over their past... Uh, four, seven, two, nine, nine games. They're seven and two, right? So they won four, lost two, won three. I mean, they they're way more the model of consistency, especially when you look at their points total than Buffalo. I, I how can anybody have faith that Buffalo is going to be able to go down to Tampa Bay and get it done here? I picked the Bucks and I made it one of my locks. So I'm locking everything up on this game. I did too. I, I locked I locked the Bucks in for for this game as well. Oh, throw it in there. Because I, right, how do the Bills pull this off? All of a sudden, they're going to have a, a a monster performance that is 
completely uncharacteristic of their past, you know, six, seven games. And then the Bucks are going to have to, you know, throw a throw an egg at home. I don't know. Bills are Bills are pretty good. If, the way I'm, if it's if the Bills are going to win this game, don't you foresee them having to get a pretty big lead, like a like a ten to fourteen point lead right off right out of the the shoot? Who are the Bills? Yeah, I I think. I- it, when you're facing off against Tampa Bay, I think ideally you always want to play from ahead. I, I mean, I mean that's every team. That's kind of a stupid statement, but you know, I, I don't think you're going to come back on Tampa Bay because no, they're, they're, right. their their defense is good enough that they should be able to prevent the comeback, and you've got complementary sides of the football where Brady's going to take the offense, and they're they're going to accommodate the defense however they need to. So if they need to kill the clock, they'll they'll run Fournette, who's having a monster season, by the way. I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago, but God, he's mm-hmm. having a great season. So I, I think you got to play from ahead. And if that's the case, I, I mean... I just think I, Buffalo has not shown me anything that they're going to come out here at four o'clock in Tampa Bay and own this game. The only game that that I can say was really just Buffalo looking horrible was the Jacksonville game. The Colts be, thoroughly dismantled them, forty-one fifteen, which was—I mean—they just got hammered in that game. But they didn't play bad. They just they they played a, the Colts played out of their mind. The Colts are, um, and the Colts are a good team. Colts are a good team. Colts are a really good team. Patriots are a really good team too. If you take away that weather, that would have been a whole different game. You know, I, I don't think they're going to run the ball fifty times, or at least I, I you know who knows who knows. But 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 playing in Tampa, the weather is going to be a hundred percent different. Buffalo does have very good offense. And they're going to need to come. They're going to need to come out, and they're going to need to play real, real strong right out the gate. Going back to that Monday night game, did you hear any of the press conference afterward? I mean, it was all over the. It was all over radio and TV. So I'm sure you did, but maybe you didn't. I don't know. With Poyer, uh, it was uh, Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde in the post game press conference. No, I heard the big thing about Poyer getting sober. No, um, it was. I didn't hear about that, but it was related. I, one of the one of the Buffalo beat writers asked them if they were embarrassed by their performance, and they got all bent out of shape. And uh, you know, Micah Hyde went off saying, "You know, I come in here, answer all you guys, all your answers honestly. I respect you guys. You know, don't do that." And it's kind of like, look, man, I, you know, maybe the terminology embarrassed was the wrong word. And I mean, I get it. I, I mean, are you ever going to be embarrassed about a, a way you played football? I mean, you, you shouldn't be, you know, be embarrassed about being a bad parent or something like that. But like, you know, a football game, like you just had a bad night, but I, they didn't have a bad night. They lost 14 to 10. Right. Okay. Well, I, I get it. But they were saying like, they just ran the ball down your throat all game long and you guys couldn't stop it. Like no matter what you, all you had to do was figure out one thing. That's how to stop the run. You couldn't do it. That's what the guy was trying to say, which is why you would be embarrassed. But I will say I agree with you. They didn't have a bad night. But their response to that was basically trying to 
minimize it and just say like, yeah, whatever. You know, we lost 14 to 10, right? They, they had all these things. They basically ripped off one big run, and otherwise it was pretty even, Steven. It was. I, and it was. It was. But still, like, you should be bent and pissed that you weren't able to stop a team that looked you square in the eye and was like, we're going to run the ball down your fucking throat, and you're not going to do anything about it. And, and they yeah. did, and they couldn't. So, I, you know, I don't think you're going to get any more love, any you know, more love? Yeah, more love from Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They ran for 200 yards. Yeah, and they lost, I, they lost Damon Harris in, in, the, in the process. Now, I know that they've got a bye week this week, but it'll be interesting to see if Harris can come back off that hamstring injury because he tried to play in that second half and pulled up lame on that one run. That was I it. heard, I read numerous reports that he's going to be fine. He might be, but I'm almost. I, I think Stevenson just looks better than Harris, and I, well, you know. Yeah, but he'll never. But you know Belichick. He he never gives one guy. I I can't recall one guy being the guy. No, but he gives hot hand awards yeah, for a little bit, right? For a little so, bit. Um, but anyway, so all right, so we're both on the Bucks here. You know, three and a half to me. I you know I don't even look at the spread. I, I I'm just I look. Buccaneers are going to win this game. I, I would easily say by a field goal. Uh, I don't think they're going to run out. You know, run them out of the gate. And, and can we just personally, for me, I don't know your opinion, but can we all just acknowledge that maybe Jason Allen isn't a world beater? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. God, Jason Allen. I I, I said that during. Uh, I think I said that during the broadcast too. Yes, Jason Allen, the uh, terrible Nick Saban pick for the Miami Dolphins, um, is not a world beater. Not, not only is he not a world beater, he's not even in the league anymore. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think Josh Allen's top five quarterback in the league. Really? Ugh. I'm not on. I'm not on that train. Uh, not, I mean, even Belichick. They had that whole that they had that whole presser from Belichick about. How incredible he thought Josh Allen was. I mean, it's, this is coming from professionals, not even me. Yeah, Belichick always says that shit. Josh yeah. Allen passes the eye test, man. I t- name name how many other quarterbacks could you name that you'd want to start your franchise with? Mac Jones ain't going to be it because the dude doesn't throw the ball. No, I'm I'm not comparing Josh Allen to other quarterbacks because I don't think there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. I I, I think the league is kind of. Uh, is definitely has a lack of uh, solid quarterbacks or top tiers, and they're going to lose some here. Even though, like you know, Roethlisberger isn't a top tier quarterback now, but he was always solid forever. But I mean, if you look at the league, I mean, you know, Stafford's okay, middling, but getting old. You know, Murray good, uh, Rogers good, but you know he's on the back nine. Brady good, back nine. Uh, Garoppolo. Burrow, young but good. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones, joke. Herbert, Herbert's good. Gonna, Herbert's going to be the, one of the best in the next. Herbert, two, three good. Years. Uh, Bridgewater, you know, average. Goff, average to terrible. Uh, Wilson, good but getting old. Uh, Tannehill, a little bit above average. Uh, Ryan is old and not good anymore. Uh, Dak Prescott, I think, is average, maybe a little above average. Prescott's better than average man. I mean, he's pretty good. I I, I mean, he's not terrible. I, I just uh, Prescott, Dalvin Cook will play tonight versus the Steelers. 
with a shoulder injury, just as he did versus the Saints in January 2020 wildcard game when he had 31 touches for 130 yards. Yep. With the harness, expectations are that Cook maintains his regular workload. Yep. So, like I said, I you know, Madison owners can't start Madison. It just doesn't work out that way. So, all right, we're both on the Bucks, and we're on opposite sides of the over-under, and they all of those picks are all locks of ours. So then we will go to the Monday night game, and let's kick it off. The Arizona Cardinals hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Monday night football. 51 and a half is the over-under. Cardinals currently two and a half point favorites. The Sharps in on the Rams. The tickets in on the Cardinals at 64%. And the money is on the other side with the Rams at 56%. So you got pros Joes here in this game. Got the tickets with the Cardinals. You got the Sharps and the money with the Rams. Again, Monday night game. So all of that is pretty early. So... The Rams are, are trying to figure out what what the hell they are and how to move forward. And it has not been a pretty thing to sit to watch. And the Odell Beckham trade, which seemed like it was going to be a, a, a blessing in disguise when they lost Robert Woods, has really amounted to nothing. So do they go on the road here and go to Arizona, who is just trying to get healthy and be able to figure out a way to notch a win here? Neither of these teams, if you ask me, have looked impressive in recent recent times. Cardinals, obviously, for a different reason. They haven't had their team. I, they, their defense has looked incredible. Their the, offense has looked shaky at best. True. Defense has looked okay. Um, better than I've ever given them credit for, and I've tried to knock them throughout the year, um, and they still seem to come to play. So... Uh, their defense right now is coming in at third in the league DVOA. They are third against the pass and 15th against the rush. So if you have to have it where it counts, uh, Arizona does. You know, giving up the rush, who cares, so long as we can stop the pass. So uh, their offense obviously has been struggling without their lead receiver and quarterback. So they have fallen back to 12th. Uh, that new defensive scheme is ruining football from I'm trying to think of the word that's correct from a viewer perspective how so do tell sir well because we it's more fun to watch when the games are when you see Patrick Mahomes throwing for four or five hundred yards, it just is. What the, are, you, are you talking about? How the people keep throwing cover two at at the Chiefs? It's not even cover two. It's it's this new it's this new hybrid defense that all of the cornerbacks and defensive backs aren't. I'm sure you can call it corner two, but it's it's a version of corner two where. They're eliminating the deep ball every single time. The, the safeties aren't even going to press and or, or cover or blitz. They're they're literally just yeah, it's it's Tony Dungy defense, right? That's what it is. It's the Tony Dungy defense, you know, manipulated, changed, you know, amended over time. So, but it's working. I mean, look at you know everybody's talking about Kansas City that their their defense is dysfunctional, but uh, I mean their offense is dysfunctional. 
You know, our offense isn't dysfunctional. And they've still won six games in a row. They won that game last week, and all I heard on podcast and show is is how bad the offense looked and how they're still screwed up. And it was like, they just won a game, motherfucker. What the, What do you want? I mean, I, did they look fantastic? No. But did they look, you know, terrible? No. Not no, but they won a game in Denver, like against a, a, a division rival. Like that's a game. That's a win. That, that what does it matter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the chief the Chiefs are never going to win. I, I mean, they're just in a no win position because they played so well for you know two years straight, and they went to the Super Bowl and they look like world beaters, and then all of a sudden you know a little adversity hits them, and everybody's just quick to shit on them and. If I never see uh, what's-his-face on ESPN again, it would be too soon. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Quarter, the, the garbage quarterback turned into their you know I NFL know. You connoisseur. Are, you hate him. Dan Orlovsky. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. Put that guy in a building and blow it up with a He's big, giant bomb. He's everywhere. He's, He's, He's everywhere. everywhere. But that's yeah. the ESPN bullshit, right? Because ESPN has got to a point where they don't want to pay anybody. So they're just going to use whatever they can. They're going to pay a couple of people that, you know, they can bill, such as Stephen A. Smith or whoever. I mean, Stephen A. Smith is a goddamn network right now, you know, which is so annoying because, I, I mean, we have moved way past Stephen A. Smith. Why do we have to hear this guy anymore? But they, they compliment the Stephen A. Smiths of the world with, like, these bottom-feeding fucking assholes like Orlovsky. Like, who is this guy? Why do I have to hear him all the time? I, know, I, th- I thought he was a punter, but I guess he was a quarterback. No, Pat McAfee's the punter. Pat oh, Ma- McAfee. Pat Ma- McAfee's the punter, and he's the punter turned media darling because he did a podcast and he curses and he's a brash guy and, you know, it, and so, you know, it fits the barstool sports uh, mentality and so it, it works there. But Orlovsky is the... He's basically, I mean, he's just doing Sean Salisbury's shtick from 10 years ago. Remember Salisbury before he got uh, in his little issue? No. You don't remember Sean Salisbury? Maybe if I saw a picture of him. Oh, my God. He was Dan Orlovsky. He, he was the same guy. Same guy. Uh, anyway, uh, where the hell were we? Cardinals Rams. That's right. In Arizona. So uh, Cardinals here favored by two and a half. Do you want to start it off or do you want me to? You can start off. All right, I am taking the Cardinals. It is not a lock of mine uh, because I am going to give the the Rams a shot here. But uh, I I don't know. The Rams, to me, in the past couple of weeks have not been reassuring. You know, their offense still looks like it's kind of broken, which is weird because they were doing really good, and then all of a sudden, overnight, it switched. And, you know, the Beckham thing is really frustrating because I really don't think Beckham's done. But, you know, how many places can you send the guy and they can't figure out how to use him? Now, it's only been a couple of weeks, so I guess, you know, you should we should give him a little bit of slack here and allow them to roll him in the offense. But, God, it's just, I mean, they need him. They, they need him. And he had one good game, and then last week he was absent. or had the hip pointer. You know, all the rest of it. And, you know, I have faith in Murray coming back from injury. He's been out long enough. He should be healed. And I haven't heard uh, Hopkins being that banged up. So I think that he's getting back to full health. So you put those two guys together, like you said, with the defense that has really uh, made a squad out of themselves. And I, I think that should be enough to get the win at home. And you only need the two and a half. 
I'm going to go the other way. I think that Why would staff. You? Yeah, sorry. I'm surprised I, I got you on the same side as me for the Bucks. <sighs> I almost went the other way. But uh, the Cardinals are very good. I'm taking nothing away from them. They are home. This is a division matchup, which we always know is is tougher than others. But I I don't know. I watched that game last week between the Rams and the Packers. Was that last? That was last week, right? Packers Rams was oh, you know, dude. I don't even know. Uh, let me pull up my sheet from last week. Uh, the Packers were no the Rams. That was that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Packers, right, right, right. And Packers were on a bye last week. They were on a bye last week, and the Rams yeah, played. The Rams played the Jags. The Rams had that yeah, game. yeah. Rams. Yeah, that's I'm. I'm sorry. It was two weeks Cakewalk. ago when the the Packers played the Rams. The reason I brought bring that game up is because the Packers are really good, and that was at Green Bay, and they still fought back um, against a very very good Green Bay team. I I think that they if that Stafford, was the game they won that game thirty six to twenty eight. Yeah. Yep. So with that game, they really needed that that blowout last week to get some of their confidence back. And I I like the Rams. I had the Rams for a long time as a Super Bowl contender. They had a couple weeks that kind of dissuaded people from believing that or thinking that. But I still think they have an unbelievable defense. I know Kyler Murray's really good, and I know his his offense, his offensive weapons are good. I don't, I'm not convinced that they really have a running game. James Conner's okay. Uh, he's had a good Edmonds. season. For a guy that was a castaway from the Steelers, he's had a good he season. Should, he should have been a castaway, though. He was garbage those those last two years in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, he got banged but, up. He had that concussion either last year or the year before. That knocked him out for a bunch of games. And I mean, he was all right. I mean, I, I think the problem with Conner was that he got thrown as the lead back of of Pittsburgh where they have a ton of expectations for any running back. I mean, look at Najee Harris this year, right? I mean, you know, they threw him in there and they've, they've ran the shit out of him all year long. Um, yeah. But I, you know, Connor was like, a, a, was he his third round pick? I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, he, he went to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. And he battled cancer and he defeated that and came back. And I, I thought he was like a third or a fourth round pick. I, a point I'm trying to make is that I, you know, I think the problem for Connor was that he, he just he earned a billing that he never really warranted, um, and I think he's perfect in Arizona for what he is right now. But well, regardless, I think that the Rams have just as many offensive weapons, if not more. And this game could very well turn into a shootout. I think. Um, what's the over under here? Fifty something. It's got to be. The over under here is fifty one and a half. Yeah. I can see this being an over for sure. Uh, well, um, I took it as an under. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, uh, the, oh, stupid up in here. We, we had to disagree on at least one part of this game. So there you go. Uh, well, no, we, I, yeah. we, we disagreed on everything. You're, you're taking the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm taking the under, and you're going to probably take the over. But yeah. What, but it's not one of your. Is it one of your locks or no? No. 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 I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, this is like a great Monday night game. I get really excited about two, even the Sunday night game. I know it's going to probably be a blowout, but I Packers Bears is always a fun game to watch. Um, but the Rams Cardinals division, I can see McVay being ready for this game. I mean, before the season, it opened as the Rams were favorites. 
I don't think Kyler Murray is as good as people believe he is or, or he's shown to be. He's one hit away every time for being knocked out of the game. Every time. But that's every running quarterback, right? I mean, you could say the same thing about Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Daniel Jones has shown you that, you know, now he's banged up. I, you know, I don't know what's going on with Daniel Jones. I'm just talking about running quarterbacks, and this is why he came up, not because I'm Yeah, but look at what Lamar Jackson. How many games has he really been knocked out of? He hasn't. I, you just, you can't, at the size of professional NFL football players, you're not going to be able to run these offenses with quarterbacks like this. It's just not going to work out. I mean, look at Daniel Jones. They're talking about his neck, and I, they won't even say what's wrong with his neck, and it's kind of weird, and it almost sounds like, you know, maybe like a David Wilson type thing. You remember David Wilson, the running back uh, drafted by the Giants, ended up having like neck stenosis or something. Um, not which was an inherited thing that they didn't know about, but I mean, uh, his his tenure in New York's done anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, all I'm saying, but but it got derailed by a couple of injuries on top of bad performance, and yeah. you know, translatable to these other quarterbacks like you're talking about with Murray. You know, you run around and you you want to make yourself a running back. You're going to take shots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, look at Dak Prescott. He stopped. He's not even running anymore. No, because you learn. You learn you can't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tom Brady's playing in year 50 because, you know. He doesn't run. He never did. He doesn't do anything. He just sits back there, reads the defense, and makes the open pass. Well, he does. He does run. He sneaks it. He does that QB sneak every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets yeah, a that's yard. Different. That's different. Although, when, when but, Pat Mahomes tried to do that, he dislocated his kneecap. Yeah. He's never doing that one again. No. So, all right, I, I took the Cardinals. You're going to take the Rams? Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. And neither are locks, but it will be one of my two unders. So I got all of my two unders in already, or my two, well, overs or unders. I'm taking unders, both in the Bucks bills game and the Cards-Rams game. So that is the top two games. Let's rip down the rest of the games. Third down. Third down. And so we will start with tonight's game, Monday night, Jesus, Thursday night football. And it is the Vikings hosting the Steelers. Vikings, three and a half point favorites. Over under is 44 points. Love that number. And right now it is a tri, well, it's not a trifecta game. The tickets are split 50-50 on each. But the Sharps and the Money are both in on the Vikings. The Sharps are in on the Vikings to the tune of 58%. So now we got to see the Vikings obviously trying to stay in the wild card contention here, as are the Steelers. The Vikings probably have a quicker cliff to fall off of. Steelers might be able to lose this game and, and still stay alive. Vikings, I'm not so sure. This might do it. Do it in for them, especially with those two games with the Rams and Green Bay coming up in their final four. So are you going to take the Vikings or the Steelers here in this one? I went back and forth on this. I <clears throat> I don't know. Dalvin Cook playing makes a big deal to me. I, I think I'm going to take the Vikings at the three and a half. I took the Vikings as well, and that was before I heard the Dalvin Cook thing. I, I have no faith in the Steelers. I know they won that game last week. They should have lost that game. Um, you know, they, they should have... They, I, you know, got blown out the week before to the Bengals. They got they should have gotten blown out the week before to the Chargers. 
I, I don't really know if they're a, 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 even a decent football team. And here they're only getting three and a half on the road. The, the problem is the Vikings aren't good either. So I can't believe Baltimore let them back in that game last week. I mean, believe it. I mean, they're getting gifts, right? I mean, the, the Chargers did the same shit, right? The Chargers let them in that game. The, the Chargers should have won by 20 points versus Steelers uh, three weeks ago. But uh, so I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Vikings as well, I guess? Yep. All right. So we're both in on the Vikings. Next game is in Cleveland where the Browns will host the Ravens. This is that crazy, uh, you know, game bye week, and then the same game again. And this is going to happen also with the Bills and the Patriots because the Patriots are off this week, and I think they're playing the Bills then again next week. Uh, if, if not next week, the week after that. But anyway, the last time that the Browns played, they played the Ravens. So here the Browns are hosting the Ravens. The Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 42-and-a-half. Sharps in on the Ravens. The money is in on the Browns at a hefty 80%, and then the ticket's slightly on the Ravens at 52%. Who are you taking? I'm with the Sharps on this. I, I like the Ravens. I They, don't, they shouldn't have lost that game last week. Uh, they're not they're not world beaters, I don't think, but it's more that I don't have faith in the Browns at all. Yeah, same with me. I, I picked the Ravens, and actually, it was one of my best bets. I probably would juice this the other way. I would I would probably give you know how you can have those alternate spreads. Oh I yeah, would probably, yeah. I would probably take those odds and make the Ravens favorites and let them lay points. I'm surprised the Ravens are not favorites here. Me neither. This, is a, I mean, weird, this is a weird spread to me. What, this is a Vegas one. This is one where you're like, Vegas obviously knows something we don't know. Yeah, right. Which is why you want to stay away from it, right? So Yeah. But uh, I, I like the Ravens in this game. I, I don't know what is going on. Or what I, you know, the Browns have really kind of crashed here at the end. So, all right. So, uh, I'm on the Ravens. That's a lock for me. You're in the Ravens as well. The last time they played, we we were watching that together at, at my house. That it was such an ugly, ugly game. Yeah, this is going to be an ugly game too. Uh, you know, probably not fun to watch. Thank God it's a one o'clocker and not one of the night games again. So, uh, lock it in for me, Baltimore. So the Chiefs. And the Raiders, your Raiders, here we go. We get to talk about your team. They are going to be flying into Kansas City, facing off against the Chiefs. Chiefs currently 9.5-point favorites, although I think I saw it at 10 at one book. Over-under is 48. Right now, the the Chiefs have the sharp action and the money, and the tickets are in on the Raiders. Yeah, this game's going to suck. I guess the question is, do the Chiefs cover the 10? I'm not going to ever pick the Chiefs for the rest of my life until they can show me they can cover points. They they covered last week, and uh, your brother is picking them as a super pick. Uh, This game's in Kansas City, right? Yeah. It is. It should be real ugly. Derek Carr's terrible in Kansas City. I have I have as, I have Vegas as my pick because I mean we we've gone over the statistics. Kansas City's been the worst going back to the beginning of 2020. Yeah, but they the have, Raiders have been terrible as of recent. You know they they got that t- they got that gift on on Turkey Day, Ugh, and then they lost the, the week after with that blown call. Five, yeah, that was a blown call. <laughs> it was um, terrible. He's pulling on his jersey. It was yeah, awful. I know. How do you miss that? 
He still probably would have missed the field goal, though. Uh, I, 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 you know, that that could have that it, the Cowboys game at thirty six thirty three. That game should be a loss, and they should. That means they should have lost five games in a row. They're going the wrong direction. I mean, the, their whole season collapsed and crumbled. But still, I think they're good enough to keep it. Closer than the first time. I don't think they're going to get blown out 41 14 again. All right. So you're taking uh, your Raiders here in the nine, in the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. All right. I'm on the opposite side. The next game will be the Washington football team Cowboys. It used to be a fun Cowboys Redskins game, Cowboys and Indians, but that's no longer, obviously, for political reasons. So now we have the Washington football team, and that's not to say whether or not it's justified or not. It's just it isn't Cowboys and Indians anymore. It is the Cowboys and football team. Uh, Right now, Cowboys are a road favorite, favored by four here, and the over-under is 48 points. The... Sharps, tickets, and money all in on the Cowboys. 54% for both the tickets and the money there. So, uh, I'll kick this one off. Lock. I took the Cowboys and I locked it in. Yeah, lock. Chris on the Cowboys, locked it in. This isn't even a game we should talk about. Washington has somehow put together this little win streak against nobody. Other than Tampa Bay, which was a crazy game. I don't even know how they won that game. It was Tampa off the bye, right? Yeah, it was Tampa off the bye. That's what I was talking about last week. Teams off the bye seem to be... I, whatever. I, well, I, I told you, statistically, no. But I'm just saying that game, that was them coming off the bye. And, you know. Yeah, I, I know. I, just the eye test when you're watching teams coming off the bye, it's, it's almost as if they need another week to get back in gear. Um, well, Tampa needed too because they lost a week after that as well. Yeah, I I'm not convinced Tampa's as good as I, I don't know. I, I I'm just done with Tom Brady. I'm done watching Tom Brady, but we're off that game. So uh, I'm gonna go with Dallas. Lock it in. This is this is gonna be a really uh, one of those uh, get right games for Dallas, and they'll gain some extra advantage in the division lead and the. I think that would they make the playoffs if they win this game, right? I don't know. I did, not, I did not look at, at any of those scenarios, but it could be a possibility. I, I think the only thing that I saw was the Houston Texans were eliminated from uh, playoff contention. I think that was yeah, the only are. thing I saw was an E next to the Yeah, Texans. they'll be if – Dallas, if Dallas wins, they'll have a three-game lead in the division. Four uh, games uh, left, so that should do it. Well, it'll be three games, but four four game lead because they they'll have the head to head against Washington, right? So that'll do it. So, all right. So we're both in on the Cowboys, and it's a double lock. So the next game will feature the Panthers versus the Falcons. This game in Carolina, uh, Panthers favored by two and a half. The over under is forty two and a half. The Sharps in on the Falcons. The Tickets in on the Falcons. So there you got a weird one. Sharps and the Tickets together. And then the money's on the other side on the Panthers. At a tune of 71%. So kind of heavy on the Panthers. Who are you going to take here? I, I don't like the Panthers. Do you like the Panthers? I picked the Panthers here. And it was only because I, I think both these... I feel the same way about both these teams. Like They're both terrible I, I like the Panthers' defense more than the Falcons' defense. I like the Falcons' offense more than the Panthers' offense. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, you know, home team. I'm going to take the home team and the better defense. 
This is a terrible game. I have zero interest in this game. All right, so give me a pick and let's move on. Falcons. Falcons plus two and a half. Saints Jets. This game wow. in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Right now, the Saints road dog, a road favorite that is at five and a half. The over under forty three. The tickets and the sharps in on the Saints, just barely on the tickets, fifty one percent. And then the money is big on the Jets at seventy two percent. You say it's a lock, and I imagine you're picking the Saints. Of course. Lock it in for Christopher. I picked the Saints as well. So I don't know how this spread's only five and a half. I guess Saints they really have no quarterback. Taysom Hill is they must just think Taysom Hill sucks. I mean, you know. The Saints have no passing. I, I mean, the entire passing side of the ball is just completely screwed up. Has been all. They're game. just they're just going to pull the Bill Belichick and just run it seventy two times. Right. Well, Kamara should be back in this game, and so if he is, I, you know, you would imagine that they'll be able to get the offense going in some way, shape, or form. So you're locking it in. I'm just picking it. And so then the next game, we will go to Tennessee. Titans facing off against the Jaguars. This is another shithole game. Uh, Titans, nine-point favorites. 43.5 is the over-under. Trifecta game, sharps, tickets, and the money all in on the Titans. Uh, Barely on the money side, but uh, I picked the Titans because Jaguars suck. (laughs) <laughs> this, this is exactly what I said to myself when I made the pick. I'm like, I'm picking the Titans, the Jaguars suck. Yeah, you know, nine points is a lot of points. I, I, I immediately want to pick the Jaguars and the nine points. And I can't bring myself to do it because, I, I mean, they're on the road and they're really just, they've shown nothing. They have shown nothing. Nothing. They had the one game against the Bills. I don't even know how that happened. I couldn't tell you that was an anomaly, but it, Tennessee is—they're making this hard on on the world by making it eight and a half because I don't think Tennessee's offense is nearly. No, the nine good point at, scares me, but my other option is to pick the Jaguars, and I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, not not doing that. I'm with you. I t- I'm I'm with the Titans eight and a half. I'll take it. Seahawks traveling to Houston to face off against the Texans. The Texans are obviously, it sounds like they're going to be out Tyrod Taylor this week. So, um, you know, they're going to have to go back, uh, backup quarterback situation. Seattle, obviously, you know, reeling off this season. They just lose Jamal Adams this week for the rest of the season. Terrible, terrible trade. They lost two first-round draft picks as a result of it, and the guy hasn't done anything for that team. Now they lost him for the entire rest of the season. They're out of it anyway, so who gives a shit? Uh, Obviously, Seattle's got a a, a carousel going in their backfield. They can't figure out who they're putting back there. Everybody's hurt. They signed Adrian Peterson and played the fucking guy. Adrian Peterson just got cut two weeks ago by Tennessee, and he somehow lands in a starting lineup for Seattle. That's how bad the Seattle backfield's going right now. Trifecta game, sharps, tickets, money, all in on the Seahawks. Where are you at? Okay. Jamal Adams is not that bad. I'm not going to argue with you about this. He's He knows how to play the position. The trade was stupid. Stupid with a capital S. Well, it's. I didn't say that. I said two draft Jamal picks, Adams. two number one draft picks for a guy that hasn't amounted to any wins and is now out for the season. Where takes for nothing. 
Yeah, but he can still play play the game, man. He's good. He's when he's out there, he's really good. I mean, when he's out there, right now he's not out there, so you'll get nothing and like him. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how his replacement does. Wins over wins against over replacement is that war war? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Seattle because the Texans suck. <laughs> well, okay. I took Seattle too because the Texans suck. And that's the end of the f- 1 o'clock games. The first 4 o'clock games is another shitty game. Broncos hosting the Lions. Broncos, I, I, amazing. I, I can't even figure this out. The Broncos are 9.5 or 10-point favorites, depending on the book that you're looking at, against the Lions. Uh, Lions who get their first win last week against Minnesota. Somehow, the, the I, whatever the Broncos did last week and whatever the Lions did this week equated to the Lions being a 10-point underdog here. 42 and a half is the over under. The Sharps tickets and money all in on the Broncos and heavy. Uh, 61% of the tickets, 82% of the money. I can't figure it out. I'll kick it off. I went with the Lions. I, I mean. I'm yeah, not I did too. The- I'm surprised coming off a win even as bad as they are. They're, they beat Minnesota. Minnesota's not that bad of a team and Denver's not that good of a team. Minus 10 points. That's, I, that's I, inc- 10 points. It's the 10 points is so much. Have they? When was the last time Denver scored 10 points? <laughs> I don't know. I just. I, I mean, I, I'm making a joke, obviously. I but know. Y- yeah. Don't be rude. Lines. Oh, I'm take the lines all day, especially if you jack this up on a tease and make it 16. It's even better. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just can't tease the Lions anyway. I mean, you know, some people would argue to bring the the Broncos down to three and a half, and then they, you know, they got to win by a little bit more than a field goal, or you know, the Lions obviously team up. But when the Lions get lose, they get blown out sometimes. So I just can't see the Broncos blowing out the Lions. Regardless, I can't even see this nine and a half line. So you know, based on that logic, yeah, I, I love your tease idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm with the Lions. Chargers hosting the Giants. Giants have to fly out to the West Coast. They're going to have to. Luckily, it's a four o'clock game. It's not earlier, but uh, still ugly. The Chargers favored by ten. So here you have another double-digit spread. The over/under forty-three. The sharps in on the Chargers. The money and the tickets barely on the Giants. That's crazy. I'm taking the Chargers. The Giants have nothing. Yeah, I, I take the Chargers too. I, I can't even talk about the Chargers. Going to beat them fifty to. 50 to 14. Giants might not have the worst roster in the NFL, but I think they're right now probably the worst organization in football. Yeah, they're so banged up, man. I mean, everything, I, I mean, you know, I guess the Jaguars probably take the cake for the worst organization, but the Giants are right there neck and neck. So we're both in on L.A. in that one. The Bengals are going to be a home dog this week uh, against the 49ers of all teams. The 49ers are right now favored by one point. Over-under is 48.5. The Sharps and the money are going to take San Francisco here in Cincinnati. The tickets are going to like the hometown team. I I picked the Bengals, and I locked it in because yeah. I can't figure this out. No, their second, 49ers secondary is not healthy right now. I, their I backfield isn't healthy. Mitchell might not even play. Jamichael, Jamichael Hasty might get the start. Uh, everything I read that I heard so far, Debo Samuel's not playing either again. Debo Samuel's not practicing. I don't I don't know, man. I get it. Like Maybe they're, they're front... Front four and their linebackers are healthy again, but 
the Bengals like to pass anyway, man. They're they're. I, I get they like to run. They're, they they. My my point is that they can run with Joe Mixon or they can pass to beat you. So. Yeah, and I, I like the they, I like the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be really good in another year or two. You know, I, the Chargers are so screwy because the Chargers played the Bengals last week. Chargers are up. The Bengals are going down to score and take the lead in that game. And if they get that lead there, they might not. They might not even look back. They, the Bengals might win that game against the Chargers. It turns into a pick six, and then all of a sudden, you know, the floodgates opened up, and the Chargers won by twenty. But I mean, the Bengals easily could have beat the Chargers last week. 49ers are all kinds of banged up, and 49ers got to go on the road. I, I just I don't understand. This is the one spread this week that I, I still I, I just look at it and I, I don't get it. So anyway, I locked in the Bengals as one of my picks. Yeah, I like the Bengals too. All right, so we're both in on Cincinnati. There, we talked about the other four o'clock game, and that brings us to Sunday night football, where the Sunday night game will feature the. Green Bay Packers facing off against their NFC North rival, the Chicago Bears. Packers currently 12-point favorites, the over-under 43 points. Sharps in on the Bears, but the tickets and the money heavy on the Packers, especially the money. 96% of the cash is in on the pack. 12 points is a lot of points, though. Yeah, Chicago's really bad. Chicago is terrible. Justin Fields is returning. Yeah, I don't know what that mat- why that matters. Why there's even like He's the notifi- chosen one. Notifications on my phone telling me that the coach has a press conference to announce Justin Fields is back. Like, who cares, dude? They gave up a number one pick to the Giants for that guy. Like, and I, he's he'll be good, but he's he's not. Will he though? Will he? Uh I don't know. I mean, look, Mac Jones, Justin Herbert, right? Look at those two quarterbacks. You knew those guys were competent. I'm not putting them in the same category. I I think Herbert looks to be a much better, a higher potential quarterback than Mac Jones. I'm just talking about competency. They were both competent right out of the gate. You know, I mean, they're, they're kind of doing kid gloves with Mac Jones, but it's working. Whatever. But you look at these other quarterbacks, and it's like, I mean, how much do you have to go through Daniel Jones? And how many times are you going to have to see Justin Fields go out there? All I hear is, oh, wow, did you see that Justin Fields play? Oh, you see how he moved around and he threw the ball? Like, okay, great. So he's got a great arm and, he, and he's a little mobile. I didn't know that that makes a great quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than all these guys. I mean, maybe. He, again, he... Trevor I, Lawrence throws a he's ball. He's on man. such I a bad ever. team. I don't, I don't even know... The little I've seen of Trevor Lawrence this year, and it has been a little. I have not watched a lot of Jaguar football. It's just, it is what it is. It, it's a it's a quarterback on a terrible team. It's like the David Carr situation. You know, good quarterback, terrible team, and it, it just could ruin him. Yeah, well, I'm taking the Packers. Uh, you are taking the Packers. I am actually going to take the Bears. Uh, I, I, couldn't do, I couldn't do the 12 points. It's just too much. Um, I you know they could win by thirty here, but I, I think twelve points in a divisional game. I, the Bears should be able to stay in it. I, I don't they're going to be up by so much they're not even going to play their starters in the fourth quarter. Who the Packers? Yeah. Well, then that would open up the uh, backdoor cover there for the Bears. Maybe. So anyway, all right. So we're on opposite ends there, and that wraps up. 
the games for the week. Oddly enough, uh, there we go, because we talked about the Monday night game already, so let's rock into our bets. Fourth down. And so I will let you go ahead. I only did two things again this week because, again, I'm not playing with that much. And uh, it's just not been a good season for me. So why don't uh, you kick it off and let us know what you are picking. Okay, so I'm going to do $100 straight on Dallas. On Dallas. Laying the uh, four and a half points. Okay. All right, and then I'm going to do a teaser with Tennessee. Yep. Seattle. Oh, you're going in Seattle. Okay. New Orleans. I have New Orleans in one of mine as well. And Baltimore. You're liking that Baltimore on the road against the Browns. I like the plus nine even more. So that's Tennessee lane two and a half, Seattle lane two and a half, New Orleans at a half a point, and Baltimore at plus nine. Got it. And then I'm going to do... How much on that? A hundred? A hundred, yeah. Sorry. And then I'm going to do a money line slash spread parlay. And I'm going to do Cincinnati money line. Gotcha. Rams money line. Yeah. Packers money line. And Tampa Bay laying the three and a half points. Yeah, I have that as one of my locks. So, yeah, sure. And I'm going to do that for 50 to pay 515. So let's see. The Bengals to win. The Rams to win. The Rams is where I, I, I like the Cardinals in that game. But And then the Pack to win. And then Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I see it. All right. And so I'm going to take all 50. Well, I'm going to take all four of those teams. And I'm also going to tease them. But I'm going to flip it on the Tampa side. So I'm going to use... Cincinnati getting eight. Green you're, Bay. You're going to end up teasing the Bills the other way. Yeah, nine to make half. it nine and a half. So I can get Tampa at the three and a half in the parlay. Yeah, and this is I what get, you were referencing earlier. Right, the Bills at nine and a half in the tease. Gotcha. And what are so, you going to put on that? The other 50? Th- so you're 300 for the week? No, that's 100. 100 to win 360. Okay. The parlay with Cincy, LA, Tampa, and Green Bay, that's 50 to win 515. Yep. And then you got the 100 buck teaser, and then you got the 100 bucks straight up on Dallas. Yep. Okay. Um, so I will, and what do you have? Uh, just go rip through your super contest picks again. Oh, so I got Dallas. Yep. New Orleans. The Saints against the Jets. Seattle. Seattle, we talked about that game. Yeah, I'm on the yeah. I'm on the Seahawks as well against the Chargers. Uh, of course, because the Giants are awful. And the Bucks. And I had Tampa Bay as well. So my super contest uh, picks were similar in a certain regard. I took the Ravens. I took the Chiefs. And then I took the Cowboys, as did you. I took the Bucks, as did you. And I also threw Cincinnati in there for mine. Uh, as for my bets, I did 
one parlay, one teaser. The parlay, I am sticking to the teams that are coming, that are good, that are coming around. I took the Chiefs and that nine and a half point spread. I took the Bucks and the three and a half point spread, and I did that as a hundred dollar or hundred dollar parlay on the two of them. And then I moved them down, and what I did was I took. Well, actually, I took Kansas City and I made them a tease. So I lowered that spread to the three and a half. Uh, And then I moved the Chargers in on that one and New Orleans. So I've got the Chiefs, Chargers, and Saints all in a $100 tease. So as for the game, the over-under spreads, I already mentioned them as we went along. But I took the Bucks bills under, and I took the Cardinals-Rams under. They were the two highest-scoring games of the week, and I went under on both of them. So what did you do for the over-unders? Uh, under 54 in the Las Vegas-Kansas City game. Under? Okay. And over 53.5 in the Tampa Bay-Buffalo game. Oh, we talked about that, right? We're on the opposite sides of that one. So and survivor knockout, I don't even know. I you know I I pick everything. I, I picked the Pittsburgh to get knocked out last week, and then they turned around and they won. So I you know what the hell do you what the hell do you do at this point? So uh, I I will say that I took the Baltimore. I have them still available as a survivor, so I picked them to win versus the Browns. And then my knockout, uh, what did I end up taking? Uh, I can't find it here, but uh, I took some. Oh, I took the Bears. Bears. That was what I did. So they were available, oddly enough. So I took it. What do you do for your survivor and your knockout? Survivor is the Saints. Knockout is the Giants. Are you still on the Giants available? I think I used them on a week that they won. I'd have to go through. But it doesn't matter. I've had such a bad season picking these games. How many have you gotten wrong on either of them? Have you been one, tracking? One on the knockout, two on the survivor. Oh my one god! On the, one on the survivor, two on the knockout. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm up at like six or seven. I, I mean, it really has not. It, this has just not been a good year for me at all, uh, in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I got a, a, a little bit more juice here going toward the end of the season. But it's too late. I got a very big hole. I got to dig myself out of here. But uh, okay. So, anyway, that wraps it up for week 14. I will be back on Sunday to update the uh, all of the stats and check in on the injury report. Until then, enjoy. Chris, I will talk to you later. Hope you feel better. I know you're under the weather, and I can hear it in your nose a little bit there. So, don't give uh, your illness to uh, my nephew and your wife. Uh, adios. All right. Peace out. Enjoy, everybody. Talk to you later.